Hello and welcome back to The Brunch Files, where we serve up bottomless brunch-worthy topics about life in your 30s. We're your hosts, Tegan and Rachel, and on the menu today, we're going to be talking about the five love languages. Now, whether you're familiar with them, think they're helpful or think they're just a load of nonsense, we think there is something that all of us can take from the concept uh, in order to strengthen our relationships. And that's not just romantic relationships, but also relationships with family and with friends. Yes, but before we dive into it, we just want to give a little shameless plug and just ask everyone if you're listening to just pause briefly and head over to Instagram and TikTok and just give us a follow on those platforms. Um, We're really trying to sort of build that community. So it really helps us if you can give us a follow. And before you leave the podcasting app at the end of the episode, if you could leave us a sneaky review too, we would love that also. Absolutely. And thank you to those that already have done that for us. It means the world. So the five love languages, for anyone that isn't familiar, they are actually based on a book by Baptist pastor, Dr. Gary Chapman. um, And they're a method of understanding how we feel loved, but also how we uh, show love. So his book, I think, came out about 30 years ago, took the world by some kind of storm. There was over 20 million copies sold. And I think most people are vaguely familiar at least with the term love languages and and what they are but maybe we just go through them so what are the five love languages Tegan? Yeah so there's five shock horror but the first one is words of affirmation. My personal favorite. (laughs) Yeah and this one is all around um, words so verbalizing love and um, having your partner physically tell you or the person in your life physically tell you you know that they value you that they love you and all of that. The second one is physical touch so pretty self-explanatory but it goes it's for those who um, long to sort of be physically close gifts so small meaningful gifts that that can make a person feel loved acts of service um, which for these people it's where actions really do speak louder than words so yes vacuuming can be a way of showing (laughs) someone that you love them and the last one is quality time so it's really about giving your partner or that person you know whether it be a parent or a friend your undivided attention so I think re- the premise of it is more around how you receive love, so how you how you feel love, um, and and how that sort of exemplifies the way that um, you feel most appreciated or emotionally fulfilled. But I think there's also a lot to be said for how we give love because I think there can be a di- total difference between how we demonstrate love and how we receive it. Mm-hmm. But I, it, it's basically can be used as a tool for interpreting how our partner or a friend uh, receives love, feels valued, and that means it's something we can actually utilize to improve our relationships. I think. Um, so I guess an example for me, I know for Andrew, um, and we're going to get into each of our love languages later. But for him, acts of service is a big way he shows love. So like for this morning, for example, he just went out and washed and vacuumed my car. It wasn't something I asked him to do. It wasn't something I particularly cared about, but I'm mm. recognising that that was a way of him doing something to show love. Mm. For me, it's probably more like uh, words of affirmation is huge for me. Um, so the way I would instantly feel loved is if he told me some things he loves about me or something that he appreciates. Mm. So it's, I think, really interesting to note in your relationship um, how that person is loving you, but also how they receive love, if that makes sense. Mm. I think it can be really powerful. And like you say, the way you receive love, and the way you give love can be quite different, so they're not always the same. Um, and so while it's important for, I think, as partners for us to know how a person likes to receive love so we can then act in that way, it's also important that because the person who 
the way some, your partner may show love may not necessarily be how you receive it, but also mm. being understanding that they're showing you they love you by doing that. Does and that re- make yeah, sense? Yeah. Recognising it. And yeah. like, oh, he's done that to make me feel like to show his love for me. Yes. And instead of um, kind of ignoring that and, and being upset because he didn't do the thing that would really speak your love language, mm. I guess, yeah, that kind of give and take and recognition. Yeah. Um, but again, it isn't just for romantic relationships, although probably today we'll largely be speaking about that in the context of our relationships. Mm. Um, but it can be a friend, you know. Um, any relationship where you value the person and how they feel, you could be thinking about, okay, what makes them feel? What is going to make my friend feel valued today? Or my mum or my child. Mm. Um, actually, that's probably a big one for parents and children mm. and, and I guess recognising that. Yeah. Um, and also that they change over time mm-hmm. as yep. well. So we, will, like Rach said, we'll be diving into sort of our results. We both retook the quiz this morning before recording mm. this um, and each of us hadn't taken the quiz for a number of years um, and both of our results shifted quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that just goes to show that, you know, it's probably one of those things that while it's not a, a hard and fast or overly scientific mm. measure and we'll pop the quiz in the show notes if anyone is interested in sort of finding out what your own love language is um but they do change so it might be a useful thing to do you know once a year or yeah. something and just have a chat with your partner it's a nice way you at dinner and trying to find something to chat about maybe you could pull up the quiz and have a mm. chat i know i um early-ish, I think, in our relationship. Uh, I remember asking Andrew to do it. He's like, what is this? Why? I'm like, just just do it, just do it. Like, I just kind of really wanted to see. Like, I think it's really interesting and insightful. And then you can remember, okay, what what is the way they value love or, or receive love? And then just, just have that in the back of your mind when you're trying to make them feel loved. Um, so in preparation for this episode, we went and redid the quiz because as Tegan said, we haven't done it in a little while. So we're just going to dive into our results a little bit. And mine mm. have changed a fair bit. Um, words of affirmation is still absolutely number one. And I think that just always has been for me. Words, um, I love them. They're meaningful to me. Um, and yeah, I just require constant validation through words. <laughs> <laughs> and then second for me was physical touch, then acts of service, receiving gifts. And then lastly, quality time, which I thought was interesting because I do value quality time, but that was um, that was my lowest one. What about for you, Tegan? Yeah, so for me, um, I don't think that's my right result. Oh, I think I might have put mine there. Hang on, let me get yours up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like, that is not it. Here we go. Yeah, so for me, the top one was um, quality time, followed by acts of service, then physical touch, then words of affirmation, and then receiving gifts. And then we also made our wonderful husbands retake the quiz as well uh, and send through their results. So for Andrew, um, interestingly, uh, his his had changed a fair bit because I remember uh, years ago when he took it, uh, acts of service, I reckon, was at the top. But also quality time, I think, and acts of service for him were very high up. Mm-hmm. Words for him is, has, has gone up a bit too. So he's in order of um, uh, greatest to least is quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, and then physical touch. Whereas I remember last time gifts for him were way down. Um, yeah. And for me, I think I love through gifts, but receiving yeah. gifts, I actually love, no, gifts is probably in the right spot for me. Yeah, but for I think him, what's interesting as well with um, Andrew's results is that quality time is like 40% mm-hmm. and then everything else it's like 20% yeah. or lower, which and is kind of funny because yeah. most of ours like are only differ. The first two are sort of only a couple of percentage points apart. Yeah. And I think that's it. And for he, for Andrew, I know like quality time when we're together and we're talking and I've got my phone, for example, that really um, bugs him. Like mm. it's, if it's not proper quality time where I'm giving full attention, mm. that's a big thing for him. So it makes sense. Mm. Um, but I remember, yeah, uh, gifts, I think 
for Andrew, they just don't even register. And yeah. that's for him, he doesn't think to buy a gift because for him, he's like, it's just stuff. Like, mm. yeah. Um, and last of all, Sean's Sean. results. Yeah. So Sean's have changed quite a lot as well. So his um, top is quality time. Then next is um, physical touch, but they're only you know three percent apart, so very very close. Then followed by words of affirmation. It's quite then, high too for him. Yeah, the top three are really high, and then both acts of service and receiving gifts are like six percent. So, yeah, it's just so fascinating how they're kind of yeah different. And like I, I think mine quality time has definitely risen for me. I think last time I did this, my top one was acts of service. Mm-hmm. And Sean always jokes with me. He's like, oh, you just want me to do everything for you. And it's like, no, that's not what it means. <laughs> no, and that's it. Yeah. Um, how, do you find in your relationship, like can you recognise when you look at that result uh, where th- your top love languages might be falling down a little bit in terms of in your relationship, you're not getting that quality time. Does that really impact you and how you feel in your relationship? Yeah, I think we actually touched on this a little bit in our long-term relationships episode uh, where we sort of spoke about when we can start to bicker and I think it does happen towards the end of the week where we've been busy at work and just sort of like yeah on that sort of hamster wheel of life and even though we've we live in the same house but living together and spending time together and not the same thing and so you almost become a bit like ships passing you just kind of each doing your day and we haven't actually had a time to spend that yeah quality time together and I feel like if that falls down given it's top for both of us now which it definitely wasn't before um yeah, I think that's when we definitely do start to bicker a little bit more and, yeah. It's interesting, like, in terms of the compatibility. It's like if you – how much um, does it matter if you love uh, – if you, if your love languages are similar, mm. um, so much as just being aware maybe of what the other person's love language yeah. is. I think there was something on that, wasn't there? They kind of said that, you know, if couples who have really compatible love languages or they're very, very similar might have a slightly easier time. Mm-hmm. Um, but really what it comes down to is just the communication and understanding and having the awareness of it, how ever, each person loves to both give and receive love mm-hmm. and, and therefore sort of adapting your behaviour where rele- like where it makes sense to sort of you know make sure that you're showing that. Yep, absolutely. And I think when... Um, when it's not met, I think we were doing some reading and it can be around, you know, feelings of dissatisfaction, of frustration, feeling misunderstood, maybe disconnected and, and even disappointed. I think maybe when you're expecting something and then there's that disappointment. Mm. I mean, I know for me, like physical touches, it's not like top, but it is quite high for me. And I know uh, for us, uh, if that if there hasn't been a lot of that affection, it's like it's not just sex, it's hand holding, it's, you know, a cuddle, it's mm. just touching a shoulder as you walk past, things like that are really mm. important to me and I notice if if that's falling down, I start to feel like we're quite disconnected and mm. I can get a bit panicky and I'm like – and I, I, we've, it's something that I reckon I've brought up from time to time in our relationship and I even say that. I said, like, that really does make me feel mm. close to you and, um, and valued and loved. Mm. So that's like it is important to me and – and he, yeah, he sort of um, sometimes can be really like that. Other times it's probably just not something he thinks to do. And so, um, but I think it can really impact. And I think it just goes to show that if the way your partner receive, because this, these, as Rach said, like these um, love languages are very much around how you like to receive love, mm-hmm. not necessarily how you like to give mm-hmm. love. Um, but I can imagine that if the way you give love is kind of not, is not the way that your partner typically receives love. I guess it comes down to that. Like you have to make that effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess is there anything to it? Like is is this just some something this pastor made up and wrote a book about and made a lot of money out of? <laughs> or we were trying to we – having a little look about whether there's um, 
you know, it was is, is there science that backs this? Um, it seems to be very limited studies. So I think yeah. despite the popularity uh, of the theory of love languages, there's only really been a handful of studies done um, over the last 30 years from when the book came out. And I think the research that has been done is largely inconclusive. Yes, um, l- largely anecdotal. Yeah. I mean, which is what we're talking about today, isn't mm. it? Like we're saying for us, it's it's a thing. And, you know, if you think about it in the in the um, context of love languages, you can really recognise patterns or things in your relationship. Um but there is, you know, I think couples therapists, some use it. So um, uh, Jackie Schwartz, who's a couples therapist, I think she's in the US. Yeah. Um, but she she sort of had some really interesting points around, um, she said one of the most important ways a couple interacts is how they vie for another's for one another's attention and how each person goes about meeting the other person's needs mm. and sort of the efforts we go to to do that, to meet their needs, um, can refer to speaking in each other's love language. So it's a, it's a way you can... Uh, frame it I suppose yeah and I guess it just goes back to that whole thing around like people express love differently and so understanding how your partner both expresses love and also receives loves is really important for sort of knowing so then you can identify oh they're doing this that's Mm -hmm. them showing me love or be they're being like a bit maybe I need if I want to make them feel loved I need to then Mm -hmm. do these types of behaviors as opposed to if I know gifts aren't important for them maybe Mm -hmm. I should suggest that we go out for dinner or we sit down together and watch a movie or we go for a walk or something if quality time is really high. That's it. I can put my phone down and give Andrew my undivided attention when he's telling me about his day. Like Mm. little things like that I think go a long way for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very much like give and take. So in this article written by this couple um, therapist, she also spoke about the emotional bank account and how Mm. that basically when we speak um, our partner's love language, we're essentially making a deposit into their emotional bank account and if both partners have a full emotional bank account, then they're able to sort of then also mm-hmm. give love back to each other as well. So it just mm-hmm. – I think it's just one of those things that, yes, while it's not scientifically rooted in deep sort of mm. core hard Evidence. science, <laughs> um, it is sort of just one of those, I guess, tools that you can sort of employ in a long-term relationship of any kind to just make sure that you're – again, I guess just that's a, but part of that sort of like relationship maintenance to a mm-hmm. degree, isn't it? That's it. And also – and not just romantic relationships. Like I think about, you know – I've got friends that it's really important to them that we uh, catch up um, in person or, you know, have a long walk and really catch up on each other's lives. Um, I've got other friends that are happy just to sort of text on and off and and catch up, you know, more few and far between. Others that I would send flowers to if I'm thinking about them because I know that that means a lot to them. So I think it's maybe – we can also use it in in friendships and in family – like family relationships. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, it crosses all – spectrums and I think I mean speaking from zero experience in terms of not a parent but I wonder you know um parents and their children how that can sometimes play out like I know for me mum um words of affirmation is big for her as well so that probably played into it but Mm. she would often write me letters leave me notes probably with actually all all four of us Mm. um and I still have so many of them I've got one hanging on my bathroom um window at the moment that I've had I think a year ago I think she sent it to me or maybe Mm. even in lockdowns with this beautiful verse and things like that in it and that's something and she knows it's important to me Mm. um, and a way to make me feel loved if she puts things you know pen to paper so to speak Mm. so I guess there's yeah something to be said for that as well yeah 100% I think yeah it just goes back to that understanding piece just knowing so then you can sort of yeah adapt your behavior and sort of you know yeah make sure that you're showing love and making people feel loved Mm in a way that they can receive it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is it a conversation you um, and Sean have had before? Like, have you done the test together before and talked about it? Yeah, we did. I think probably, I feel like maybe around like 2018, 19, there was sort of like a resurgence of love languages. I don't know where I heard about it. I remember hearing about it somewhere and we came home and yeah, did the test and um, probably didn't put like a heap of stock in it. But like I said, I think my results were really quite different. And Mm -hmm. I wonder if that goes at the time we were um, living with my parents Mm -hmm. um, and we were obviously a fair bit younger. Um, So I just wonder if that sort of changed. Because I remember at that time, like, Physical touch, I think, was like so low for me mm-hmm. because probably I was living with my parents. <laughs> Hardly the right conditions. <laughs> yeah. And I remember acts of service was really high, but that was also because mm-hmm. I'm someone who like absolutely hates mess and yep. I think working full time and we were living like at my parents' house who have quite a large house, but we were sort of like had we were cramped, we were in the downstairs bedroom, which was kind of small, and we were collecting stuff for our house. So there was just and it was just a lot of clutter because clutter, that's just how awful. it goes if you're collecting things and all of that. So I just yeah, I was always like, oh, if I came home and Sean like hadn't made the bed or something, I'd mm-hmm. be like, oh. And it can get you and it sort of like yeah. builds up. I suppose it, there's this filming, feelings of um, resentment or frustration yeah. can creep in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's pretty fascinating. And again, like I said before, uh, Andrew, like actually when I was doing the test and this is, this is why it came to mind, there were a couple, there was a lot of, obviously there's questions about, you know, does it mean more to you if um, your partner says, I love you, or if they do a task you really don't want to do for you? Mm. And I kept noticing that I was picking the the other option to acts of service. But mm. I wondered, because as I said before, Andrew does, he loves in acts of service and mm. he does everything, you know, like he, this morning he did all the dishes. Like I, we normally would do the dishes before we go to bed and we just didn't last night. And I mm. came home from Pilates and I walked in, the kitchen was a mess and I was like, oh, I just don't want to deal with this. Anyway, he just did it all. Mm. Um, and so it's probably it's probably something that I don't feel at all deprived in because mm. Andrew always meets that that need. love language and meets that need. Yeah. Whereas I wonder if, yeah, you would I would, sel- I would select those when I was doing it if it was something mm. I felt wasn't being met. Mm. Yeah, maybe. It's interesting because, yeah, it's still, it's still quite high for me, but I, I, I definitely do notice it because I think there was a couple of questions around with acts of service as well. It's not just like the questions aren't just like if you come home and your partner mm. does the vacuuming or they give you a gift, which would you prefer? Yeah. It's more like there was one question, I think, around acts of service when it's like your partner does something that has been really, you, they know has been really stressing you out. Yes. So if I can think of an example, it would be um, – Maybe there, I remember there was a time a couple of months ago where Sean just had like a random day off and I'd been in the off, I had a really busy week and I'd been in the office all that that week and just commuting and the house was a bit like crazy and like the washing was piling up and mm. you know how it gets, you know. Yep. And I just remember coming home, I got home quite late because I'd had something on after work and I think I walked in about like 8.30 and um, came in the house and like Sean, when he'd finished work, he'd like put all the washing away and he'd mop the floor and he'd like tidied the kitchen and you know it wasn't like he was slaving away like mm. mopping the floor but he'd just done like a tidy and a freshen up and just sort of like gotten all those things stuff that you probably would have had to do when you got yeah, home and just put things back in order so then when I came home mm. it was like oh I can just like relax and we can spend time together and that means so much more to me because it's like oh he's actually thought about me coming home and knowing that it would make me feel overwhelmed and has like removed that mm-hmm. burden, which I would so much rather than I came home to like a bunch of flowers. Yes. And then you know what? He created space uh, by, I suppose, loving in your love language mm-hmm. to then make way for probably um, – 
activities is the wrong word, but that like evening quality time. quality time together because mm. otherwise you would have been running around frustrated and annoyed maybe that he wasn't helping or hadn't helped and you're mm. mopping, um, you know, and, and quality time for him is quite high. Even physical touch, cuddle on the couch, you know, yeah. whatever. Exactly. Something more than that. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, like it's creating like um, space for that to then – you were then able probably to love in his love language following mm. that because he'd done that for you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it just makes – it just means you come home and you don't – because it could be a point then of like argument mm-hmm. as well. And it ruins the night, like derails you know everything. that it makes – like if it was if it was on the flip side, for example, it's like he knows that that's something that stresses me out, so he's alleviated that stress, mm. which makes me feel loved. Whereas yes. if I came home – and he knows it's it stresses me out, but hasn't done anything mm-hmm. to it. And then makes it feel you feel less appreciated in and a it way. Like compounds it almost. Because yeah, because you're you're kind of like, well, to you do know it. that it's going to stress me out. So then why you know or whatever. Mm. So that yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be in the concept of just like household chores. But I just yeah. think it's an interesting example. Yeah, and there were questions. There was a couple of questions around them doing something for you or completing a task for you, uh, that or or yeah participating in an activity with you that you know they don't really enjoy or don't really care about mm. but they're going out of their way to do that mm. but also doing a task for you that they know you're you don't want to do mm. so it's like it, it shows probably a little bit more um insight and care that they've taken or recognizing yeah. how you're feeling about something yeah and then making that effort mm. yeah i also really wonder if acts of service typically appears high higher on the list for women than it does for men Mm. well that's like me it's quite low for me but I do also really appreciate it but maybe I'm only maybe it's only because I don't have to worry about it but I know Mm. that's not the case Mm. like we put up our um our questionnaire uh, like poll on Instagram last week Mm. around do you feel like chores are equally split in your household Mm. and you know that one response someone said no with like a laughing emoji sadly that is the case for a lot of people like I think we're lucky um Sean and Andrew really pull their weight but that Mm. isn't the case for everyone yeah yeah, there was a really mixed response to mm. that one, actually. There was a couple of people who were like, yes, no, everything's 50-50, mm-hmm. like washing, cooking, you know, everything we try and do that. And the other people were like, no, but that's also how we've kind of, like we kind of work because maybe they're at home more mm-hmm. or whatever. And then there were some people who were just like flat out like no. Just, and not happy about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, instant, you know, if it's split where there's the outside things that the partner does and or the shopping or something and you do the cooking and the whatever. Like I, it's probably, you know, case by case, each relationship would be different. But it's mm. an interesting point. I, mm. Yeah. I, I want people to do the test and share their results. I think yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. 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 And I think what you said as well about if it's something that you that your partner does quite naturally, then it might appear more like lower on the list. And I think... Because you're not well, thinking about it because they're already doing it. Yeah. I wonder. Yeah. And I, well... I think if I think about Sean and my results, I think words of affirmation fell somewhere sort of around the middle or towards mm-hmm. the end. But we definitely do – I think we do that quite well mm-hmm. in our relationship and it is important to both of us. Whereas like gifting, I think I've mentioned in maybe it was a budgeting episode or something like that. We're not big gift people. Mm-hmm. Like we don't really – I don't you know. Do we might rather together. do things together or like do an experience. So like mm-hmm. gifts are really – we're both like for both of us well below yeah. like 10%, like, like almost not even registering – I was surprised that words of affirmation wasn't higher for you because mm. being word people and mm. also like you've – so for me, part of words of affirmation, I love a birthday card or a Christmas card. Like our mm. first Christmas together or birthday it might have been, Andrew didn't give me a card and I sort of said to him, oh, I just – I really love reading the card. Like that's mm. just – it means so much to me if someone's taken the time to write a card and a, and a really nice card message um, that talks about, you know, why they value you and that kind of thing. And like you wrote me the most beautiful – 
birthday card and like you'll you're always you use words of encouragement mm. uh, words of affirmation and you encourage me a lot with your words so I mm. thought and I sort of just assumed for you it might be way up there like mine it wasn't low for you but no I think um, it was like third mm, but you third. definitely uh, show love that way I third would say. or second last actually no maybe I think it was second love mm. yeah I'm probably more inclined to do that and it's funny because I actually think like gifts as well I get a lot mm. of joy out of giving gifts to Same, people I would love that way yeah, yeah. So I, I do think that's totally Whereas, like, different. I'm not a big hugger. Yeah. Like, especially with people, like, yeah, if I don't know people that well or, you know, there's some people just walk in. Like our, um, I'm a hugger. John's friend, Jared. Jared, if you're listening, shout we out love to your you. Hugs. But Jared is the biggest hugger. And he's like, gives like the big bear hug mm. and he'll like meet someone for like the first time and just like hug. Whereas for me, I'm kind of like, I'm just much more standoffish. You're happy not to hug. Yeah, I'm like, I'm happy just to say hi to everyone. I don't have to hug everyone unless I know people really well and I'm really comfortable, yes. then I will. But also... Yeah. yeah. Hugging's a funny one. I, I'm from a hugging family. I think, again, mum, she's a big hugger. And, like, she will – like, she'll, she'll probably hugged you the first time she met you. Like, she's just a hugger. She's someone that will hug my friends and, you know, mm. um, wraps her love around in that way, which – and I'm quite a hugger as well. And also, like, I hate a limp hug. Like, you know, people that kind of wrap their arms around <laughs> and they're kind of, like, draping. It's like, hug me properly. Like, a hug should be an embrace. Like <laughs> – you shouldn't want to do it, otherwise don't bother. No no limp hugs allowed. <laughs> Sorry if you're a limp hugger. It's kind of like a limp handshake. It's like I feel like I could probably fall into the trap of being a limp hugger No, sometimes. you hug well. But except yeah. Maybe when it's – maybe, maybe when you don't want to. Maybe I'm not that well and it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, just tap. <laughs> no tapping. <laughs> yep. Anyway, I guess oh. – um, what we were thinking in terms of what do we take, like having this conversation, like what are our takeouts? And I guess the big one is just a reminder to ourselves um, to put some thought into how we're loving our loved ones, like our partners or our families. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you take the time to recognise how it's going to be best received, how mm. they're going to feel the most loved, it it can be – you can make such a difference to someone's day. Yeah. I think it really just speaks to – the value of like just use the cliche just like communication uh-huh, yeah. I feel like it is such a you know cliche in any sort of relationship dialogue but um really if anything the quiz for the love languages should could just be used as a point of discussion mm-hmm. to sort of talk about and open up it could be a way to sort of naturally broach the topic around yeah. how do you like to give them how do you feel valued how do you feel appreciated how how can I make you because we should be wanting to make the people mm-hmm. who are important to us yeah. feel that um so, yeah, I just think it's like, yeah, put some thought in, but also ask the questions and mm-hmm. invite that discussion. Yeah, and as you said, like it changes over time. Like I'm ha- looking forward to getting home, having a chat to Andrew about our results because they have changed. And yeah. I think it's, it's fun to kind of like, go why? through why? Yes. Why have they changed? Yep, totally. Yeah. Um, and also, um, I guess, again, just being aware of when someone is showing love in their way, even when it might not be the way that we receive it. So again, I'm just the act of service thing. You know, if someone is going out of their way to do that, that might be the way they're showing love or giving you a gift. I mean, when someone gives you a gift, you're always going to feel appreciated. Yeah. But um, and maybe that's more so in friendships and other relationships. It's more like in those relate in you know your marriage or something where Sean gave you a gift, but the house was a total mess and you spend all day cleaning up. You're not going to feel as good as if he'd probably just spent that time with you cleaning up. Is that kind of yeah 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 or. Yeah, like if I got home and he just had given me like a bunch of flowers and he was like, okay, I'm going to go play PlayStation Mm. now. It's like that wouldn't really mean much to me. I'd be like, I would rather than just you have not spent the money on the flowers. Yeah. And we just went out for dinner or did something else Mm -hmm. in a way. So, yeah, he doesn't really buy me flowers anymore because I have kind of spoken to him about it. I'm like, oh, 
Like I like them sometimes, like on an anniversary or things like that. But I'm also not a big like, – I don't really care for it. Yeah, whereas I love them. And Andrew doesn't always think to do it. And I'm like – I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I'm like, why don't they buy us flowers more? Like it's, I'm always thinking about, well, could I bring Andrew a little present? But again, that's why I, I love giving gifts. Yeah. And I'm like, all I can think about is like chocolate or like or something like that. I'm mm. like, he wouldn't like it if I got him flowers. Like what, what, that'd be for me, not for him. Yeah. Um, but for me, I love it. Like I, re- receiving flowers or a gift, like it makes mm. me feel um, really loved and like he's been thinking of me and he's gone to effort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was having this conversation with my friend and we were like, why don't they just do it all the time? They know it makes us happy. They know it's an easy thing to do. They can literally pick up the phone and get them delivered. <laughs> like I don't know why it doesn't cross their mind more. But again, yeah. gifts is super low for him. Yeah. And I sound really demanding and needy saying, <laughs> doesn't he just do it more? Hey, Andrew. <laughs> oh, no. But it's just funny. How, you know, And for you, that's just not a big thing. Yeah. Like save the Sean, money. And the last few times Sean's done is he's, he's bought me plants instead oh yes indoor plants yeah because i'm also kind of like their flowers are lovely but they're expensive and they die they do die and they are expensive so expensive yeah true they're still nice though don't be dissuaded if you're listening buy your partner flowers (laughs) (laughs) i was just like yeah go around walk around the neighborhood and pick them i actually did that yesterday what is the what what are the ethics of that do you think because i I was hanging over the the fence (laughs) are they on public property i don't know it was these beautiful like lilacs i'm like just pick a couple and they're so nice they're on my kitchen bench i suppose if you're wading into someone's front garden to pick them it's probably not okay but if it's like you know if you're walking along it's like hanging over someone's back fence onto like the local walking track or whatever you pick a few Mm -hmm. it's like if if there's lemons on the trees like you could definitely pick them Love it when people put out lemons. But yeah, I was then walking along with my flowers and all these cars are driving past and I'm like, they know I've picked these from some (laughs) random's yard and I feel super guilty. Anyway, massive flower tangent. Um, no, this has been fun. How good. I'm excited to discuss this. I know it's a little bit of like a shorter episode today, but I think it was just like a little fun topic to, to mm. dive into. But yeah, we'd love to hear what your love language is. And like I said, we'll put the link to the quiz in the show notes. So if you want to do it with a, a partner or a friend or a parent or a child even, it'd mm-hmm. be, um, they, it gives you a few options when you Yeah, there's join. a relationship one or I think there's a Yeah, you can like, I'm in a relationship, I'm a child, I'm a whatever. So it kind of tailors mm. it uh, based on that. So, yeah, but we, um, we'd we love to hear it. So send us a message. We'd, yeah, we'd love to know what your love language is. And, um, yeah, what are the ways that if you've sort of done this with a partner before, what mm. are some of the ways that you've sort of broached the topic or have you taken any action off the mm. back of it? Yeah. So thank you for listening. And, again, if you want to leave a rating, a review, give us a follow, send us feedback. We are all ears. And just thanks so much for coming. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. The Brunch Files would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, meet, work and play, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging and of course any First Nations peoples who may be listening today. This podcast is all about the adventures, stories and laughs of being a woman in her 30s. While we strive to entertain and share relatable experiences, please remember that our content is purely for fun and shouldn't be taken too seriously and it's definitely not professional advice. Life is a wild ride and everyone's journey is unique. We believe that laughter is the best policy and we're just here to spread some joy.